Hello again. This is Roberta Lee, back with another excerpt of my book, The Language of Tarot. Today we're going to stay within the court cards, which is where we've been for the last few episodes of this podcast, and we're going to look at a sample queen. As I mentioned when we began looking at the court cards, this group of cards is probably the most often misinterpreted, misunderstood, mishandled, I would say, as far as the other books that I've looked at personally. There are a few that that deal with the court cards in a very realistic way, but for the most part, these cards are often glossed over uh, because they can be confusing. There's just no way around that. The main reason for that is that they can be interpreted in so many different ways. We looked at pages, for example, which can be young people, they can be actual children, they can be people who are acting in a childlike or in a more negative way, a childish way in regards to the situation being asked. They can also be messengers or messengers. Knights can be either younger people, not fully mature people, people that are in a secondary role. They don't have full authority and power over the situation. The knights can also simply show movement and change, or if reversed, they can show a stalemate and no movement or change. When we come to the queens and the kings, however, we get a break, I think. Um, They're easier to interpret than the pages and knights, which really do require you to have a lot of interaction with the seeker to try to understand which of the many ways those cards can be read is correct for that particular reading. When we come to the queens and kings, however, we're looking at people. We're looking at people and how they are acting in regards to the situation, to the reading. And that I cannot emphasize enough, and that's something that I don't see, unfortunately, in a lot of other books about Tarot, is that we're not looking, for example, at the Queen of Cups being an emotional woman. If you look at the seeker and you say, I see an emotional woman, she could be thinking of someone very different from the person that the reading is referring to because the woman the reading refers to is emotional in regards to the situation at hand. Otherwise, she might be the most businesslike, unemotional, almost unapproachable person, but when it comes to this particular question, her emotions are engaged. The same with, for example, the Queen of Pentacles. So instead of saying to the reader, I see a woman here who's very concerned about physical security, money, perhaps even consumer goods, status objects. The problem with that interpretation is that the woman that we're looking at who's represented by the Queen of Pentacles is concerned about security and money and perhaps consumer goods in relation to the matter at hand. Otherwise, she could be the least grasping, the least worried about money. But when this situation is involved, she's concerned about physical resources. And again, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that the the descriptions I'm about to give for a sample queen and then in the next uh, episode of the podcast, a sample king, The characteristics that I'm going to list when I talk about that card have to do with that person in the context of this particular reading. There's an entire chapter on this. It goes into a lot greater detail in my book, The Language of Tarot. As you probably know by now, this podcast isn't going to be the complete book. It's it's too big, for one thing. It's it's 450-some pages. And when it comes right down to it, this podcast is a promotional tool that I'm using to reach readers for The Language of Tarot, which I have self-published. The Language of Tarot is available both on my website, robertaleeart.com, and on Amazon. And I want to thank everyone who's purchased it, because when this podcast began, I was selling a, a few books a month. 
I am now selling a few dozen books a month. That's a huge change. And that all has to do with you because I think most of the advertising when it comes to, to books is still word of mouth. It's still someone saying, I have this great book. You should really look at it. You know, we have a shared interest in Tarot. You would enjoy it as well. So please continue to mention me to your friends. And also you can do me a world of good by leaving a review for the language of Tarot on Amazon. You do not have to have actually purchased the book there to do so. But if you have purchased the book, that's even better. And you can also leave a review for this podcast on iTunes or anywhere else you may have picked up the feed. Feeds get distributed through the Internet. There are a lot of websites that carry uh, podcast feeds for books. And they will go and find them on iTunes and then bring them over, which is perfectly fine and legal and all that. But I don't even know, in other words, how many places this feed is available at this time, nor do I know how many people are subscribed. But I know there's quite a few of you because I'm selling a lot of books. And except for an ad on Facebook, this is really the only advertising I'm doing right now. So without further discussion on all of that, let's get to a sample, Queen. The Queen of Swords. Keywords, intelligent woman. The attributes of the adult woman represented by the Queen of Swords are intelligence, precision, competence, and awareness of life's many ironies. They are forthright and honest, but never with intent to injure. At their most focused, they can stun us with their ability to cut right through all the blather and disingenuousness of the world. At their least attractive, they can appear almost frighteningly chilly, however, especially to the romantically inclined. They are comfortable being alone, but not loners so much as self-contained. They often have wry and cutting senses of humor, not the sort that tells jokes, per se, but the kind that sees the irony of life and can express it clearly. These are the good listeners and intelligent conversationalists of the world. They do well in jobs that require both intelligence and problem-solving skills and are easily bored with repetitive work. They read to their kids almost obsessively and will explain to children in nearly painful detail exactly what clouds are made of, where butterflies go in the winter, and why drop-kicking the cat is not really a good idea. As guidance, this matter will be decided by a smart, competent woman. This could be you. In romantic readings, they appear so cool and clinical it confuses the more romantically inclined. This need to be honest and inability to flirt or be seductive has value for them, however, since it serves to eliminate men who would demand they become a more girly, traditional lover, which they never will be. Only smart men attract them anyway, and if they can't have a good conversation with a man, they see no point in seeing what sex with him would be like. Once fully engaged, however, they fall in love just like anyone else. They will then prove unusually understanding and tolerant of all the little miscommunications and miscues that plague new love affairs, graciously accepting that love, like life, is never some perfect fairy tale. Their idea of a perfect date would start with a great, far-ranging conversation with an intelligent, articulate man, with lots of laughter among the astute observations. Everything else, food, movie, sex, takes a second place to that one absolute requirement. In a reading specifically about sex, these women are direct, open to new ideas, and willing to learn constantly about the subject. 
They desire lovers with similar attributes and can intimidate men who expect women to be either passive or deeply, gushingly emotional in bed. They don't cry during or after sex, in other words. As an outcome card, a smart, forceful woman will have great influence on how this matter resolves itself. This most likely is someone the seeker knows, although it may be the seeker herself, in which case her intelligence will be very important to her. Reaching a positive resolution on this matter, she is advised to think things through to a logical conclusion. A clarification card can also be drawn to indicate how this person, or the seeker, will decide the issue. Reversed, Queen of Swords. Keywords, emotionally distant woman. Reversed, this card signifies the attributes of coldness and vindictiveness. When the sword's energy gets turned in on itself, it manifests as a sarcastic, cutting wit. These women are apt to see life as a test of their ability to better everyone else, to be smarter, more cynical, and to have the last word on any subject. They are, in short, smart asses. These are the women whose biting intelligence makes us dread their anger and, in general, avoid any sort of closeness with them. Reversed swords cards can also always signify the infliction of pain and not always unintentionally. If this card refers to the seeker herself, she is having difficulty being tolerant about the question at hand and may feel she has been victimized. She may think that someone has intentionally caused her pain and has withdrawn in order to hide how hurt she really is. Read as guidance, events are in the hands of an emotionally distant woman. If this is you, your aloof attitude is correct under the circumstances. In romantic readings, when reversed, all that sword's intelligence becomes spitefulness. These are the women men fear most because they are not only cold and sarcastic, they are smart enough to cut to the heart of the matter and criticize in the ways that really hurt. The Queen of Swords, reversed, definitely has stalker potential. Don't turn your back on her for a minute if she thinks you've done her wrong. If this card refers to the Seeker, she is filled with pain about this romance and is unable to stop obsessing about it. Sexually reversed, this card denotes a cruel woman who is all too capable of saying and doing things that can really hurt her lover. Here the sword's wit can cut way too close and humiliate men who don't live up to her very high standards. Men have many colorful names for women like this, which often express the concept of emasculization in quite clear, specific terms. If this card refers to the seeker herself, then it shows that she feels hurt and confused about the sexual relationship. Smart and used to figuring things out using logic, she feels over her head in emotional territory. Reversed in the outcome position, the Queen of Swords indicates that an emotionally detached, angry, possibly vindictive woman will have a very large impact on how this matter turns out. A clarifying card can show what her effect will be. If the card refers to the seeker herself, it can indicate that she needs to harden her heart on this matter and not be afraid people will think she is cold. So always draw a clarifying card to see if being stubborn 
will bring good or bad results. And that concludes my interpretation for the Queen of Swords. I'm sure you noticed uh, during that uh, interpretation that several times I mentioned drawing a clarifying card. There's a section in the language of Tarot about clarification cards, but just as a quick overview, a lot of times at the end of readings, if you have a court card that falls in the last position of that particular reading, you may wish to draw another card, a clarification card, to show what that person is going to do. Uh, This is a good tool to remember anywhere, really, that a court card, especially a queen or a king or any court card that you know refers to a human being, falls in a reading. Uh, It gives you a little bit more insight into what's going on. And again, there's a a section in the language of Tarot, the the book, the full version of the book, uh, that goes over this in more detail, but it's a good tool to keep in mind. Until the next, the next episode of this podcast, we'll look at one of the kings. Until then, please check out robertaleart.com where you can find out a great deal more about me and the language of tarot as well as the novels that I write. If you're interested in tarot, you might be interested in those because they have a strong paranormal element. Uh, I think you might enjoy that. There's a podcast of those. There's a free version of the entire novels because with a piece of fiction, it's a lot harder to do just excerpts than it is a nonfiction title. So you can listen to the entire thing as a, as a free podcast if you wish. There are presently uh, four uh, volumes in the series. It's called Suburban Sprawl. I'm working on the fifth volume as I record this. And in fact, I'm going to go right over and work on that uh, a little bit right now. So that might be something you want to check out, as well as my Facebook page. Uh, Facebook has become a real good tool for me. It's a very interesting place uh, on the Internet. If you're not there, uh, you might want to check it out. It's not just for kids anymore. Most of my fans are certainly not children. They're adults, and a great many of them are interested in the language of tarot and have found me there. The reason to do that would be that I provide updates, information about other projects I'm working on, uh, book signings, personal uh, appearances, those kinds of things. That would all be on my Facebook page. Uh, you can also pick up the feed there, as you can on my website, robertaleart.com, for the other podcast I was talking about of my novels. It's also a great place, really, to find other people, and I don't mean just my Facebook page. I mean Facebook in general. I recently have discovered that uh, a great many of my classmates from high school and college are on Facebook, and really it's interesting just to touch base and to see what they're doing and what their lives are like. It's, it's actually f- rather fascinating for that reason. So if you aren't on Facebook, you might want to go. It's completely free, by the way. I c- should keep mentioning that. There's no charge whatsoever for Facebook. They make their money on advertising. Uh, I am actually running an ad there now for my novels. I'm going to be running one again for the language of Tarot soon. Uh, and that's kind of an interesting uh, part of my life as well. It's where a, a lot of the word of mouth gets spread about what I do. I want to thank you again for listening. Tune in again soon for the next episode of this podcast of The Language of Tarot.